0: Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com.
1: A powerful reminder in the midst of everything that we are walking through that there is something bigger than, there is something stronger than, there is something greater than. While we know that we will one day get over the days that we are walking through, we'll never be able to get over the love of Jesus extended to us through his life and his death and resurrection. What a powerful way for us to come in together to worship separately, but still together in the Spirit. So we are so grateful that you are here. My name is Jarrett Stevens. I'm one of the lead pastors here at Soul City Church.
0: And my name is Jeannie Stevens. I'm the other lead pastor. And we are so happy to be in your living room or in your kitchen or in your bedroom, wherever it is that you are watching today. We are so happy to be with you right now.
1: And we would love to just pray briefly with you and for you. And then we want to dive into the message God has for you this weekend. God, thank you for the reality of your son, Jesus, that we... Can't possibly even fully comprehend, never in this lifetime, the depth and the breadth, the height of love extended to us and expressed to us through Jesus. Thank you. Thank you that in this physical world, we just cannot get over that. We can't comprehend it. And so, may we live into what we can today and embrace all of the mystery of the depth of your love for us, your sovereignty, the fact that you are good, that you are in control so much more than we could even understand. So help us to just get a glimmer, a glimpse more today of you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, we are so glad to be with you. This is now, I I don't know what day we're on of this. I think we're on day number 234. I'm not exactly sure, but I just want to say thank you to carving out time here to be with us this weekend you know, we have added gathering times uh, as we did this last weekend. And so I'm not exactly sure when in the day you're watching on Sunday, or maybe you're watching later or you're listening to the podcast. Uh, we're so glad that you're here. And I just want to say a quick word before we dive into this message. For those of you who've reached out and are extending love and care and prayer for my family um, and the loss of my brother Scott, thank you for all of you who've reached out to us. And for all of those who are walking through grief and loss during this time, we are with you. And it's so good to to know uh, I need this church. I love this church. And so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, uh, we also want to let you know while you're watching today. At any point, uh, let us know even right now where you're watching from. So you can go into the little comment section or whatever platform you're on, and just let us know. Hey, I'm from you know here. I'm watching from here. Let us know where you're watching from so that we can actually kind of get a sense of what God's doing. You know, we made this switch a couple weeks ago, and we have gone well beyond our reach here in Chicago. So please let us know where you are watching from. Uh, Today is a very important today. Today is Palm Sunday. Uh, It is a significant day in the Christian calendar, in the the life of someone of faith. This is kind of the high point at the end of Lent, as we get ready for Easter. This is a day of celebration, of remembering, as we enter into the last week of Jesus' life on earth, ultimately leading to the cross, and then ultimately beyond that to an empty tomb. So on this Palm Sunday, uh, we want to just be honest with God about where we're at. I don't know about you, but I have felt a little overwhelmed by all of this. Just a bit. Just a little (laughs) bit. Just a bit,
0: yes. It's hit
1: me in waves, and it comes where I just feel like so overwhelmed. I feel overwhelmed by the news, how much news there is. I feel like it changes every minute. I feel overwhelmed by social media. There's just like everyone's putting all their content on all the time now. <laughs>
0: everyone's live.
1: Everyone's live. Everyone's on Instagram live right now. And so, you know, I feel, I feel overwhelmed by that. I feel overwhelmed by new schedules, having to change our schedules. And not only new schedules, but cramped spaces, spaces that seemed fine before now seem too small. Um, maybe you feel overwhelmed by fear, by worry, by anxiety. I think all of us feel A level. If we were to be honest with God today on this Palm Sunday, we feel a little overwhelmed. I know I do.
0: Absolutely. And and I think whenever we experience that feeling of being overwhelmed, uh, it is ripe for an opportunity to have a redo. I know our Mm -hmm. family has exercised uh, many redos. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we've had a redo every single day, uh, if not multiple. Uh, In fact, one of the things that is so funny is over the years, uh, people have told us that one of the prime times for them as a family uh, to get into an argument is on their way to church, like the yeah. whole process of yeah, it's
1: a, can yeah, be a stressful time. getting
0: kids ready and getting right. out the door and trying to get there on time, that there usually is a family fight. Well, we don't really experience that because we have been doing church uh, since yeah. we've had kids. We've been in professional ministry. But what was so hilarious is trying to get our kids and ourselves on the couch this week to watch yeah, our I own live stream service, we got in a fight the on the way to the real. couch. Yes. The struggle is real. <laughs> so before- it only took us
1: like 30 <laughs> seconds to get down to the couch, but somehow we managed to fit a fight in. We
0: did. We did. So literally before church started, we had to do a family Redo, And the experience of being overwhelmed is real, Uh, and, and we're experiencing it in our house. And as we stumble and fumble our way into this new normal, it is really easy to miss God in the midst of this, to miss God maybe more than you have before. And so today we actually want to consider a really important question. And I think this is a great question for any person of faith. I think this is a great question for any person that has ever been curious about God or any person that wants to get more serious Mm -hmm. in their relationship with God. And the question is this, how do I not miss God Mm. in the midst of this mystery? How do I not miss God in the midst of this mystery? You know, th- this is mysterious, all that we are experiencing as a world. And, and we want to ask the question how do I not miss that God is still good, mm-hmm. that God is still in control, that God sees and God knows and God cares? How do I not miss God in the midst? of this mystery. Mm. And there's a spiritual practice actually that we want to remind you of today that we want to invite you into. And what I love about this practice is it's not a new practice. In fact, no, it is an, it's an it. ancient practice. We mm. didn't come up with it, uh, but it is essential for mm. any person that wants to live a life of faith. Mm. And it's the only thing that we can actually do in this lifetime that we will be able to do Through eternity.
1: Yeah, that's really cool to think about. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And that is praising God. Mm. How do you not miss God in the midst of this mystery is that you actually practice praise. And on this Palm Sunday, as Jarrett said, the high point of Lent, that's what we want to practice doing today.
1: Yeah, how do we praise God in the midst of this? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to open up a separate tab or grab a physical Bible. I've seen people post on Instagram, I opened my actual Bible today. <laughs> That's a great thing. If you have an actual Bible, we want you to open it up to Luke chapter 19. We're going to look at this Palm Sunday account through the lens of how can we be ready for more praise as we walk into this Easter season, as we walk through this mystery together. So open up to Luke chapter 19, and you can open up in a separate tab if you want to do it digitally. Go to Bible, Gateway, Version, whatever your way is of doing it. Get to Luke chapter 19. Let me give you some context as to where we're at in Luke chapter 19. We are coming up to the last week of Jesus's life before his crucifixion and ultimately before his resurrection. And Jesus has actually been keeping an intentional distance from the city of Jerusalem. So, you know, social distancing that we're all practicing. He was doing city distancing. Like he was keeping himself at a distance from the city. Why? Because he knew that the religious leaders there were actually plotting his death. And he knew that his death and resurrection actually had to come at the perfect moment to fulfill all the prophecies that had been foretold about him. So he was keeping an intentional distance up until this moment. Now, it's important to note that Jesus actually amassed quite a following coming up to and into this moment. People had marveled at his miracles. They had been touched by his teaching and they had hung their hope on this rabbi as their deliverer ultimately, as we'll see in a second, as their king, the one who would take the throne of David and overthrow the occupying Roman empire, which was ruling their area, their territory. So that's some context, all right? So it's right before we get into the last week of Jesus' life. He's kept a distance from Jerusalem. Now he's coming into the city of Jerusalem where all the events of the last week of his life are about to take place. Luke 19, verse 37 says this, when he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, and I've actually been able to walk down that road, it's a powerful thing to come down and then up into the city of Jerusalem. As he came to that place, the whole crowd of disciples began to joyfully praise God in loud voices. Listen to what it says. For all the miracles they'd seen. in that interesting context? They began to praise God because of all that Jesus had done, all the miracles they'd seen. Verse 38 says this, blessed is the what? No, no, remember, we're do, remember, we do this online now, so we're having to count on them to actually shout the next word You can word count back. on me, Jared. Okay, so Jeannie, are you ready? Yes. Okay, so blessed is the? King. Good job, Jeannie. Thank you. That wasn't a shout I'm, so I'm much as only, it was, yes. Uh,
0: active participant. I
1: appreciate that. We practice this at home. We do it all the time. So blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Now I wanna give a little backstory as to Luke's account and why there's more to the story than just what we read in this moment. But to do that, I need to have like a Bible nerd alert moment. So I'm just gonna have a Bible nerd alert moment right now. Okay, get ready, because we're about to go like straight up into Bible nerd land right here, okay? This is powerful and important to see the crowds were praising Jesus and worshiping him. Yes, that is absolutely significant. But what you need to know is that Luke's account that we're reading from this weekend is actually written in his day to a primarily Greek audience. So he was writing to a primarily Greek audience who didn't understand all of the Jewish history and traditions, right? So it makes sense that he's just recording what he's recording. But to get a little bit more context into the background of what's happening here, you actually have to look at Matthew's gospel account of the life of Jesus because Matthew's gospel account was written by a Jewish person for Jewish people. So he knew all the history, the backstory, the traditions, the passages that went into this moment. So we're going to jump just for a second to Matthew 21. You don't have to do that. We'll just put it up on your screen for you. But Matthew 21, 8 gives us some context of the exact same moment from a different Perspective. Look how Matthew describes it. Matthew twenty-one eight. He says that a very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and while others cut down branches from trees, and we've seen like that's why we call it Palm Sunday. They would cut down palm fronds, palm branches, cut those down, and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, and this is what's different from Luke's account: "Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest!" Now, why is that so significant and so important? Because what Matthew wants to get is the context behind all the clamor. What's the context behind all the clamor and why they were praising him? Maybe you're familiar with the imagery around Palm Sunday. You know, there's classical paintings of people laying down their cloaks and laying down branches for Jesus to walk across as he's riding in on a donkey. Matthew gives us those details as well. Jesus chose to ride into Jerusalem on a donkey. And so we see people laying down branches, laying down, you know, their coats, their jackets, saying, Hosanna, praise the King. Why is that so significant? Well, think about it. I want you to think about the person, like a famous, person that you really admire or you really look up to or you really respect. Think about maybe the most famous athlete that you look up to or actor that you're into. Maybe you just put them in the comment section or turn to the actual human person if there's one next to you and say, look, if this person came to my house, this would be an incredibly significant thing. So I want you to think about that person coming to your house for dinner. If they were to come to your house for dinner, you found out that you had about a half a day till this famous athlete, celebrity, rock star, rapper, whatever, was coming to your house, my hunch is you'd probably clean up the house a little bit, right? You might pull out the good, like, you know, plates and dishes, or at least clean the ones that you have, set the table up nice. Like it might look more Instagram worthy than it normally does in normal life, especially in the days of quarantine, right? You would prepare that space because of your wanting to honor the significance that you believe that person has, that you've given to that person. That's exactly what they're doing here. They're declaring Jesus actually as their, not just their Messiah, this is important, Because that's what he was promised as through all all of scripture. He would be their coming Messiah. But they're declaring him as their king. That's why they're giving him a royal entrance. You know, they didn't have the red carpet to roll out. So they were laying down cloaks and branches. That is a sign of royalty. They're giving him a royal interest. They saw him not only as a spiritual ruler, but actually as a political power. The one who would overthrow their oppressors. And their chants are incredibly significant and important as well. Again, Bible nerd alert time. Going back to Psalm 118, they are literally directly biting from the Psalms. They are ripping off a Psalm. Psalm 118 says this, Lord, save us. And look what it says. Lord, grant us what? Grant us success. success. See, that's incredibly important. Grant us success. We want victory. We want to be winners That's what they're quoting here. And then it says, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord we bless you. Why is this so significant? Because they saw power as their way to peace. They saw power. Jesus was the power that would eventually lead to peace. And they were missing the whole point of Jesus. Because this is not what he actually came to do. I mean, he's riding on a donkey for Pete's sake, not on a war horse. And I think this is an incredibly important reminder. They're praising him. They're worshiping him. That's significant. But they were doing that for what they saw him as, not for who he truly was. And it's a good reminder for me, for you, for all of us. Question to consider, is Jesus my way out of my circumstances or is he my way through my circumstances? Do I see Jesus as my way out? Oh, he'll rescue me. He'll get me out of this. He's my way out of whatever it is that I'm facing, specifically even now in these challenging times. Is he my way out of my circumstances or my way through my circumstances? Do I want Jesus to be my escape or do I want him to be my path? Do I see Jesus as sort of my rescue? The way, you know, God, do I want God to rescue me or do I want God to just be with me? Do I see Jesus as my lottery ticket or do I see him as my steady supply? This is why it's so easy to miss Jesus in the midst of the mystery because we don't see him for all of who he is, just who we want him to be. Now, Bible nerd alert warning, warning over, go back to your normal lives because we want to keep moving through the passage. But I wanted you to get the context behind their worship and why it's so significant and what we see as the story continues to progress back in Luke 19, is that while this crowd was causing a ruckus, there were some people there who weren't very happy about it. And it was the religious leaders of the day. They wanted to tamp that down. They did not like all these people getting out of control, worshiping Jesus because they, they knew what they were saying. This is our King, not just our Messiah, but our King. So the religious leaders come in, they are the original party poopers. I mean, that, if there's a sound to religion, it's shh. You know, they're just there to calm everyone down and keep everyone quiet. And so look what they say in Luke 19, verse 39. Some of the Pharisees, the religious leaders, in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Tell them to be quiet. Tell them this is unmore. This, this is not how we do things around here. They're getting out of control. They're causing a ruckus. They're causing a scene. Rebuke your disciples. Tell them to stop praising you like this. And I love Jesus's response in Luke 19:40. He says this, I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Woo-wee, that's good. If they keep quiet, if I tell them to shush, I'm gonna tell you these rocks are gonna start praising me right now. Earth cannot contain, its. it recognizes me for who I am. It cannot contain its praise. I love that as they came to shut Jesus down, he shut them down right there in that moment. And what Jesus is saying is here, look, one way or another, I will be praised. I will be recognized for who I am. Praise cannot be prevented. Nothing can stop the universe from praising me for who I am. You cannot stop the resounding roar that makes its way from heaven here to earth. I will be praised here. I will be praised now. And I will be praised throughout all of eternity. And if you aren't willing to do it, these rocks will. Don't make these rocks embarrass you. Don't make him put you to shame by praising me when you have the chance to praise me for who I am. Not because I need to be praised, but because you need to praise me.
0: Yeah, and we have this innate need to express What is going Mm. on inside of us? I I remember when Jarrett and I actually uh, first met and we were beginning to fall in love with one another. And I had actually... Some of
1: us faster than Some of
0: us faster than others. We don't need to reveal that today. Uh, But when we first met and we were falling in love, uh, I remember telling you, uh, because I had made a private commitment that I was never going to say the words, I love you to anyone until I knew for sure that was the person that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And I remember telling you that story mm-hmm. and kind of saying to you, like, so don't expect this anytime soon. Yeah, you know, a, like, a really exciting I, I, way I, I to start hold a out mm-hmm. And I got to wait and make sure that this is really, you know, what is going to be forever for us. And yeah, when we were dating, uh, you know, I told you that. And, and for me, I kind of pictured like, oh, when I do say these words, it's going to be so special. And you know, I I will have really prepared and, and I will have kind of created a moment. And and the, the moment when I say these words, it will land so powerfully on this person that I've fallen in love with. And I remember when we were dating, we were talking on the phone. We dated long distance for about 18 months because Jarrett lived in California and I lived in Chicago. And we were talking on the phone and we were getting ready to end the conversation. Mm-hmm, I and I just said, okay, well, we'll talk tomorrow. I love you. And I was so like, nice. oh my gosh, I said it. Ah, and I mean it. Like it just came out of me. Mm and what i love about that story is i wanted to have you know this special moment i wanted to have this time with the perfect conditions and and you know say it just the way that i wanted to say it but for us you know oftentimes i think we regularly are waiting for the perfect time to praise god Hmm. we're waiting for the perfect conditions we're waiting to to really feel like it and what if instead we became people that praise God, not just when we feel like it, mm-hmm. but we praise God until we feel it. Mm. You see, the very act of praise changes the condition of your heart. That's I don't good. praise God when I feel like it. I praise God until I feel it like it good. and this is modeled all throughout the scriptures we have story upon story of people choosing to praise god even when their circumstances did not reveal the feelings of praise i think about hannah and she praised god before she ever knew she was going to have a child and she was desperate mm-hmm. to be a parent. I think about David. He, he literally danced and he worshiped in the streets in the midst of grief, in the midst of loss. I, I think about Mary and in the incredible mystery of becoming the the mother to Jesus. The scriptures tell us that she praised God Even in the midst of that mystery, each of them was in the middle of circumstances that they would not have chosen. They were in the middle of a mystery. And you know, every one of us, we we have a choice. We have a choice as we walk through this. You have a choice and, and I wonder today, will you let this mystery break your praise or let your praise break through this mystery every one of us we have a choice in how we are gonna walk through this and I wonder today are you gonna let this mystery all of these circumstances that are going on break you down and keep you from being a person of praise or I want to ask you today are you gonna let your praise break through this mystery because I believe that's what God is calling us to. I believe there is so much more going on than any of us can actually see, fathom, or imagine. And I wonder if God is inviting us now more than ever to be people of praise.
1: Yeah, well, Jeannie, you're right, because this this last week, uh, specifically, it all built up to this last Sunday. I was not feeling it with God. I was not feeling it. I've was feeling the whole week just off my game. I was, I'm sad, I'm grieving, I'm feeling frustrated. I feel like a, at times, you know, I am I feel like I'm everywhere and nowhere, you know? I've, I felt like I was just like, I'm with my kids, but I'm working. I'm at work, but my kids are here. I'm with you, but we're trying to navigate all of this. I was feeling it with, um, you know, my rhythms and routines, my spaces. I was just, everything was feeling off. I was feeling like, I was just worried I wasn't, I wasn't doing it right. I wasn't doing enough. Um, I, I even bought this last week. I bought our kids like these five-minute devotional books because I'm like, I don't think I'm doing this right. So I need to get a book, something that someone to help disciple our kids. You know, I need because I just was so worried. I'm not. I'm doing it wrong, or I'm not doing it right, or I'm not doing enough. And you were exactly right. You told the story kind of in jest at the beginning of our message, but I, I really hit a wall on Sunday, and it was as we were. Um, doing our live stream, and we were watching, you know, we were, we were at home at that moment watching it because we pre record this. And so we were at home watching it, and I lost it. And I had to actually get up and leave our family for a minute and go up and sit down and meditate and say to God, God, you are good. God, you are in control. God, you are my peace. And I, it was 10 minutes. You know that you guys continue to you guys sing in. I heard I could hear you down in the basement, but I had to just go up and go. I'm so worried that I am out of control. I'm doing it wrong. I'm not doing enough. So I had to choose in that moment. God, I'm just going to praise you through it. I'm going to praise you when I feel like I'm a failure. I'm going to praise you when I feel worried. I praise you, God, when I feel like I don't feel it, like I'm not feeling it with you, I'm going to keep praising you. Even as maybe worry or anxiety is building up for you, what would it look like for you this week to say, no, I'm gonna actually praise God through this mystery. I love the way that Harry Ironside, an old pastor from the turn of the last century, in fact, he actually pastored here in Chicago at Moody Church, not far from where we're recording this right now. And he said this, and and it shook me when I got this. And it's so true. As I get all worried and anxious about all that's going on and am I doing enough and am I doing it right? And I can lose God in the midst of all that. He said that we would worry less if we praised more. There just wouldn't be enough room for worry when we occupy that space in our heart with praise. We'd worry less if we just praise God more. Even if we don't feel it in the moment, we keep praising him until we feel it. Until our heart catches up with the act of praising God, which is going on throughout all of eternity, praising Jesus for all of who He is, recognizing Him and seeing Him this week. And so I just wonder how you might do that this week. What would it look like for you to actually be ready for more praise in your life this week? A couple homework assignments, a couple ways that you can actually begin to do this. Our church released earlier this week a worship playlist. I want to strongly, it is an awesome playlist of the songs that we sing and more that we will encourage you to actually get on Spotify and iTunes, whatever you need your playlist to add, kind of throw it on there, keep it with you. Maybe start your morning with that. Instead of the news, instead of a podcast, start with praise, praising God. Let that be. If you have a commute, if your commute to work is from the bedroom to the family room, or for those of us who actually are essential workers and are continuing to show up for us, we're so grateful for you. Maybe as you're going in, rather than getting worried and anxious about the day, you choose to dedicate that time to praise and let this this playlist be a soundtrack for the season for you. Another way I want to encourage you to do that is we're going to actually sing here in a second. I want to encourage you to sing. It was so fun for our family to actually be able to do this. When I came back down after my pulling away time to be with God, and we came and we sang that last song together on the couch together, it's really meaningful. So whoever you're with, wherever you're at, in a moment when Pat and Jeremy and Alex lead us through this time, I want to encourage you to actually sing out loud. Don't just watch, sing. And then another little homework assignment that you can do to actually increase the praise in your everyday life is just a simple breath prayer. Jeannie taught us brilliantly and beautifully last week on gratitude and how important that is, how that radically reframes our attitude and how it's the antidote to anxiety. And that, it is so true. And gratitude lots of times is for things that God has done or for things that we acknowledge in the world. Praise is specifically dedicated to who God is. I praise you, God, for who you are. So a simple breath prayer for you this week is just this. God, you are. And then you say it. That's what I went upstairs to do. Got quiet, meditated. God, you are good. God, you are in control. Just that God, you are. And then you fill in the blanks with who God is. And watch how worry, anxiety, stress begins to dissipate as praise increases and fills your heart and fills your lungs and fills your life. Listen, I just believe now more than ever, these are days to be praising God. I believe that difficult days demand deeper praise. It's easy to praise God when everything's going up and to the right, but difficult days demand a deeper praise. They demand you to pull out from within yourself, even when you don't feel it, to praise God for who he is, to Praise Jesus for who he is as Messiah, as Savior, not as my escape, but my way. God, you are. Jesus, you are. Spirit, you are. A deeper level of praise that we're all actually invited into. I believe you're actually more ready for this than you realize. You're ready for more praise. You're ready for a deeper praise in your life. You are ready to praise God beyond your circumstances, whatever they may be. And that's what we want to invite you into this week.
0: Yeah, and so right now we actually want to invite you to invite yourself, to invite your body to do what your soul always wants to do. You know, your soul always wants to worship. Your soul always wants to praise God. And so we want you to invite yourself to do that. You know, this is our new normal. We used to say when we actually gathered together, we are gathering to go, to go out and to be the church. And the church is scattered like never before, friends. You have an opportunity to model what it means to be a follower of Jesus, to be someone that says, I am going to live in the direction of praise. And so I want to invite you to worship. I want to invite you to praise. And so I'm going to pray for us. And as I pray for us, I'm going to pray some psalms over us. And my encouragement to you now is to worship because your soul so desperately desires to do that. And so, Jesus, we come before you now and we say thank you for who you are. And we literally echo the words of the Psalm and we say, praise the Lord my soul, all my inmost being. Praise your holy name. We wanna give thanks to you, Lord, with all of our heart. We wanna tell you of all of the wonderful things you have done because God, you are great and you are most worthy of praise and your greatness, no one can fathom it. So God, would you make us people where the rocks would never have to cry out in our presence, but that we would offer you the praise that you are worthy of. And all God's people together said, amen.